Let's talk about microaggression. Let's also discuss how black fungus is linked to poorly treated diabetes. What about Washington State offering joints for jabs? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. True wisdom comes from each of us when we realise how little we understand about life, ourselves, and the world around us. Socrates. So, it's episode 60. We've reached episode 60. Um, This week, I'm recording from Manchester, about two minutes away from the stadium. Um, Been to Manchester many times, um, but never been to the stadium. So, um, yeah, that was it's, it's, it's a nice, nice piece of Manchester. Um, and yeah, a bit different to where we recorded last week at, at Carbis Bay in Cornwall um, prior to the G7 summit, which is going on right now. Um, but yeah, nice nevertheless. Nice to record in different locations. So the past week, Logan Paul and Mayweather's fight Obviously, Mayweather beat Logan, the YouTuber, but it went the distance. I was expecting to see Logan Paul get a good beating. Um, I wasn't expecting a knockout because Floyd Mayweather doesn't really knock people out. He just schools them, takes them to takes them to school, and kind of teaches them how boxing is done. Um, but I was expecting to give him at least tire him out and rough him up a bit. But it didn't happen. If I'm honest, I mean, when, when Floyd said, um, he referred to the exhibition as like legalised bank robbery, alluding to the amount of money you can make just for doing the exhibition. Um, and he deserves to be able to, to kind of rinse, rinse his fame and, and his achievements. You know, after all, he is unbeaten, 50 fights. You know, nobody else hasn't really got that title. So... Yeah, more power to him. But I did feel a bit robbed. I did feel a bit robbed. I felt, I felt like I, I was questioning myself. Was, was all of the hype around this, you know, um, Logan Paul pulling off his hat and, you know, um, Mayweather seeming really angry, etc. Was that just the hype? Was that something that they organised before? I don't know. I started to question it a bit. But, hey... It's happened, um, and it was good. It was entertaining evening, so yeah. But Floyd Webber did what he's supposed to do. Um, something more authentic. <laughs> something more authentic is um, Jamaica's Shelly Ann Fraser-Price. She's become the second fastest woman of all time. Um, this is a 34-year-old mother um, who... She she won a gold in, in the Doha um, 2019 Um race so yeah she 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 she's just doing really well you know to be able to come back after having a child be 34 she you know she's not super young anymore um but yeah she's the second fastest um she done it uh what did she do it i think it was yeah she done it um 10 10.63 seconds in kingston um the florence griffiths griffith joiner um is the fastest world has the fastest world record. She done it in ten um, forty nine seconds in nineteen eighty eight. So that's been a long standing record. So the fact that um, that Shelly Ann's got even close to it, you know, all this time later is is definitely, you know, you have to tip your hat to that one hundred percent. 
Also, a few people we have to tip our hat to are um, the BAFTA TV award winners. Big Nasty got an award at BAFTA. Grime artist, you know, all the way to BAFTA award winning. So, salute to him for sure. Um, and Benjamin Zephaniah's um, Life and Rhymes Poetry and Spoken Word series on BBC Four. He also won a BAFTA. Um, and, you know, that's, it, that is actually the first poetry and spoken word um, series televised. Um, and it's the first one and it's won an award, you know. And, um, you know, spoken word and poetry has a, has a real close, close place in my heart. So um, I was really happy to see them win that for sure. So hats off to them. And hopefully they'll continue more series and, you know, build more shows, etc. So also we have a new, a new person in the royal family, Lily Bett, Diana Mountbatten. Windsor was born on Friday morning um, in California. So, yeah, Harry's got the full 2.4 children, boy and a girl. Him and his wife. Um, so yeah, um, I haven't seen any pictures of her yet. But you know, as 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 it is, you know, with anything to do with Meghan Harry, there's always some controversy now. I think they can't do anything right. To be fair, so I think there are people complaining that she didn't ask to use the Queen's nickname, which is Lilibet. Um, to me, it sounds like a bit of a Jamaican name to me, Lilibet. I, I can imagine some Jamaicans talking like that. On purpose, you know. So yeah, but um, but yeah, no. Hats off to the man and congratulations. Healthy baby, healthy mom. Yeah, healthy healthy family. Um, so yeah, beautiful. Look forward to seeing the pictures, definitely. Um, and yeah, somebody else we've got to tip our hat to. Raheem Sterling got his MBE for his work um, against racism in this year's Queen's Honours. So that's definitely a big look as well. Him and um, Rashford should be linking up and, and, and doing some things, combining their their strengths and yeah, just I mean they don't have to, but you know they they're two guys and they're doing the same kind of work on some levels. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's really big for um, Raheem Sterling. That's 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 a beautiful thing. Glad to hear that. Congratulations, sir. Sadly, we lost one of our um, old school boxers, Kirkland Lang. Um, he died on the 8th of June. Um, he, was, he was nicknamed the Gifted One. You know, he's a, like a former British and European welterweight um, champion. Um, but yeah, he, he sadly passed away at 66 years old. I mean, I remember growing up in Hackney, I remember seeing Kirkland Lang a lot. You know, he, he was the, the famous boxer that you'd see around, you know, in nice cars You'd see him in training and stuff like that. I think he used to, used to train at Culverston and Boxing Gym in just off Wrigley Market. So, yeah. So, yeah, man, my, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely a, a local legend of the sport. You know, everybody knew, knew Kirkland Lang's face, you know, in, up and down in Hackney. So, yeah, sorely missed, sorely missed. So, we're coming up to this... Roadmap time, the the roadmap opening up of the UK. Um, I think if you if you've been listening to the pod over the past twelve months, you would have heard my consistent, um, not not 
naysaying, not, not really negative, but just my uh, re realistic, I have a realistic perspective of this. So when, when I hear these dates um, that come up, bearing in mind, you know, we haven't been through anything like this in the planet, on the planet before. So when I hear these dates and these hopes and wishes, I, I kind of see it as hopes and wishes rather than definitive dates. But I know there's people, a lot of people that, you know, see them as definitive dates and they're definitely going to happen. However, I think because of this, um, the new uh, Indian variant, um, there is, we're probably going to be delaying stuff for at least a month, well, at least two weeks, bare minimum, but it's not going to be straight back to normal. Um, so, yeah, but I'm sure we, we, by the time you hear this, or not even before, by Monday, I think we'll, we'll be more clear. But, you know, it takes time. It takes time. This is unprecedented times we're living in so so yeah but um more waves you know there's going to be more variants um i tell you every every time i hear something new which sounds like we're gonna you know be, have another wave or some more lockdowns or variants a song that keeps popping in my head is um it was a hit in 2013 2014 by mr probs and the track is called waves wave if you if you <laughs> if you're interested, I mean it's a good tune as well to be fair. But yeah, waves, wave after waves is the hook, um, and that's what it seems we're going through. That's why the song reminds me of um, of these times when I well these them times remind me of that song, wave after waves. Um, and I hope it I hope it doesn't last. I hope we get past it soon. But um, we are where we are. We are where we are. So, um, in regards to the Indian various, uh, variant, I know obviously we're now calling it the Delta variant. Um, I found out that in in India and Pakistan, they have the highest rates um, with around 140 cases per million annually of something nicknamed black fungus. Um, I think the 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 medical name is micro mysosis um, something like that. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong but the nickname for it is black fungus and basically it's related to diabetes when it's not treated properly um, and they've had like 38 cases reported around the world but like I said in India and Pakistan um, they have the highest rates and so what the leading um, international fungal education scientists are saying is that um, it's Probably they believe that it's it's, it's connected to um, why the the Indian variant has taken so many lives and, and been so horrific in India because there's basically a lot of people there with this black fungus, this um, poorly treated diabetes. So so yeah, it was it was it was an interesting read. Uh, like I said, I'd never heard of it before, so it's something to take into consideration. And obviously, I hope. I hope that means that we, regardless of how prevalent this variant becomes here, that we don't suffer the same way India does because we seem to, you know, we're, we're kind of on top of how we deal with diabetes as far as I understand. So, so yeah, I'm, but I'm sure we'll hear more about that, um, that black fungus for sure. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so also um, in Washington, the state of Washington, um, they're starting to offer joints for jabs. So last week we was talking about um, Antigua offering Kentucky, 
um, different parts of America offering beer, you know. So, so yeah, it's um, it's joints, joints for jabs. It's got kind of a ring to it. It's got kind of a ring to it. But I, th- I think I think if you're gonna be giving people free joints to have a jab, I, I don't think they needed much persuading. I mean, even with the chicken thing, I mean, people have to be starving to, you know, if if they didn't want to get the jab. I don't think a bucket of chicken is going to change their mind, like I said, unless they're starving. But, um, but yeah, these, these, you, you couldn't have made it up. If I had said 10 years ago, they would be giving cannabis to take, <laughs> to lure you in to take a vaccine, you would have, you would have said I was crazy. So, um, but it just, just goes to show how you just can't predict what tomorrow is going to bring. You just can't predict it. So sadly, um, we've lost a few young people um, the, over the past week. Um, June the 8th, we lost a 19-year-old um, Taylor Cox, who was sadly shot in the head. Um, so, so horrific. Um, 19 years old, and, and, and to, to die like that as well. Um, I'm not sure if anybody's been arrested for any or anything like that, but um, my thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family and all, all the young people who have lost their life um, over this past year. But, you know, we're not even we're not even fully through this year yet. Um, well, we're literally halfway through, and there's been I think the numbers, if not matching the total for last year, we must be getting close. Um, so yeah, very sad. Um, and also in Hayes on June 11th, a 15-year-old um, was stabbed multiple times um, and lost his life as well. Thoughts and prayers go out to him. In Luton on the 8th, um, a 16-year-old boy was taken to hospital, multiple stab wounds again, um, and he died as well. Um, a teenage boy's been arrested for that one, for, for murder or for the back of that one. So yeah, my thoughts and prayers go to that young person and his family. In Telford, a uh, victim aged in his 20s was found on a footpath near Stonebridge Close on the 11th of May. Um, one, uh, one of the, one of, one of the um, boys, 14-year-old boy, and another three aged 15, and two adults have been arrested for that murder as well. So my thoughts go out to that young boy and his family as well. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish, I wish this wasn't something I had to speak about. You know, um, it, it doesn't doesn't give me any joy to to have to keep talking about these murders week after week. But I do think it's important that we're aware um, that these things are happening because we we have to play our part. We can't go around thinking that um, everything's sweet and you know we're doing the maximum we can do. We need to know what's going on, and you know, granted, some of the stuff we do hear it on the news, but some of it we don't, you know. But there are still lives, you know, missing off of the back of that. And especially if you're living in you're living in Manchester, you will hear about all the Manchester stuff, Birmingham, you know, London, you know, you hear because it's regional, but um, it's happening all over the place, you know, different times and, and different, and it's it's not just one um, race of youth, you know. It's, I think the the only thing you can say is predominantly males, um, but it is it's everybody. It's, this is a youth problem. So um, I think over the past year, there's been up as as of when this 
podcast went out. There was um, 36 knife murders this year already. Um, and so that 36 is a crazy number, a crazy number of um, knife murders. Um, and that's, like I said, we're only six months into the year, you know, only six months into the year. So, so yeah, we, um, we definitely need to do more. We need to do something different. We can't, we can't do the same thing. Um, and I know there's a lot of people, you know, um, mobilizing themselves to, to kind of do more for young people and protect young people and, and things like this. Um, but th- these things we need to start looking at more and more, you know, we could, we can't stop. We can't stop. So, yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to those young people. And hats off to all the people in the community that are trying to do something and play their part to make a difference for these young people. Um, I think one of the things we can start doing, though, is um, highlighting all the good that young people do. Because it is a minority that are involved in in these crimes and in these murders um, but we don't hear nearly enough about all the positive young people in the community and all the positive stuff that they do and, and things like that. So we do need to balance it out. We do need to balance it out as well. So um, I, I listened to a few conversations this week in regards to microaggression, which is um, you know being talked about more and more Um you know, it's it's one of those one of those thing one of those terms and one of those things that when it's happening to you, sometimes it's hard to explain, but you can you can really feel it. And I think an easy way to kind of simplify it um, is is it's low level everyday um, comments that really exist to keep people in their place. You know, and they can be around race, they can be around sexuality, they can be around gender. Um, various things, you know. Um, but what was really interesting, what I found out um, over the last couple of days, is that um, racial microaggressions can impact the, your mental health and your physical health somewhat as well, which was which was really interesting. So what they was talking about, um, it results in increased rates of depression, uh, prolonged um, stress and trauma, anxiety, and even heart disease and type two diabetes. You know, I definitely didn't know that. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. So yeah, it's you know, it's it's a real thing. You know, it happens to a lot of people, and it's you know, it's happened, you know, for decades, for for a very long time. Um, but as I said, the word, the phrase, the, the even the feeling that you can even speak about it is um is all a bit new. So. So yeah, so there's a there's a, I've spoke about it briefly last week. There is a website culture-shift.co.uk for students um, supporting young people um, in universities, etc., to report incidents anonymously um, in regards to that. You know, um, if they feel like they're being gaslighted, um, constant digs, downplaying, belittling them. Um, yeah, so there's there's a space where they can speak about it, and hopefully it gets addressed. Um, but one one study um, examined the racial climate and microaggression at, co- at a college campus in America, um, in an African American students' um, college, and they found that um, that African American students experienced more depression, self doubt, 
frustration, um, isolation, and it impacted their education as a result, which in my mind stands to reason, you know. Um, it's just that now we're talking about it and it's good we're talking about it because it, it really does need to stop, you know, that, you know, we, 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 need to, we need to first know that it's happening, understand what it is, and then we need to try and stop it, you know. The people that are doing it need to, need to understand what they're doing. Um, and the impacts of it, the long-lasting impacts of it. So, so yeah, microaggressions. Definitely something to look into and definitely something to speak up about, you know. Um, also, this week, the Barbican Centre, which is Europe's largest uh, multi-arts venue, has been accused of being inherently racist. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's basically a dossier has been put together um, from current and former staff members, so it's it's going. They're going through the process now. Um, it's obviously it's got first-hand and witness accounts of racism and discrimination. Um, but the Barbican responded um, by saying it's shocked. They're shocked. They're they're saddened, and they've lost, launched an investigation. So hopefully they get to the bottom of that um, sooner rather than later. I mean, the last time I went to the Barbican was to... It was the Garage, um, Spoonie's Garage um, Orchestra, Garage Orchestra mix-up, which was really good. You know, I didn't feel any... To be fair, I didn't feel any racism. I thought it was really good that they were doing that event there. But obviously, I'm, a, I'm seeing it from a customer point of view. This is talking about staff, you know, and what they've experienced behind closed doors. So, yeah, um, I hope they get justice and I hope, um, you know, if the Barbican's guilty, found to be guilty, I, I hope they take the steps to, to address, address those things um, for those people that work for them. Because there can't be nothing worse than working in a place that you know is institutionally racist and, you know, there's, there's all that kind of stuff, you know, you're waking up every day to go and deal with that. So the quicker they deal with that, the better. So there was a big, big um, crime sting um, from the FBI um, with Anom. Um, hundreds, of addresses, uh, hundreds of arrests um, been made globally. Um, this, this is like the stuff of movies, to be fair. And I've got no doubt somebody's got their pen to paper right now um, and is writing this movie. But yeah, they've... Um, more than 800 criminals um, being arrested worldwide after being tricked into using this um, FBI-run cryptid, encrypted um, messaging app. So, so basically, they've got the app. I don't know if they, they created the app. I think they may have taken over an app, taken control of it. But what they've done is they, um, they started to give it to their informants and have their informants promote it amongst the criminal circles and the criminal circles trusted it globally and started doing their business of it but not knowing that it was being managed by the FBI so that obviously I mean it's had the impact that it's had now because loads of people have been arrested they're talking about they've they've um they was listening to chats about smuggling money laundering murder plots you know and things like that and they've obviously seized loads of vehicles cash um, across many countries, um, including like eight tons of cocaine, I think they said, 
250 guns, um, like 34 million pound in cash, um, various currencies, cryptocurrencies, um, fiat currencies. But what more than anything, what I think this does is um, from obviously with EncroChat, that being a thing that's still ongoing as well. And now with this Anon situation, it tells you that criminals, you know, you know, high level criminals are using encrypted devices. But now how would a criminal, why would a criminal trust any of these devices when you know that actually you can't tell if this is being run by 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 the FBI or by the police? So it's a it, it sounds like a real game changer to me. It sounds like a game changer in regards to crime fighting and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything all pans out. But but yeah, definitely sounds like a movie to me. Definitely sounds like a movie to me. I might have to put pen to paper myself. But yeah. Um, so um, PC Wayne Cousins, um, the man, the police officer, 48 police officer who was arrested for the killing of Sarah Everard, Everard um, has now admitted basically admitted it on Tuesday in the Old Bailey, that was the 8th of June. Um, so he, yeah, he, he admitted um, raping this, this lady. Um, and I, I, I think there's, there's something, it wasn't really clear what he said about the murder, um, about murdering her. Um, but yeah, yeah, but he's, he's, he's admitted it either way. Um, and if he's admitted the rape, I mean, I think they're doing the um, the mental health, you know, that that side of things. So maybe he's delayed admitting the murder, um, and he's waiting to see if he can try to get a manslaughter charge rather than a, a murder charge. Who knows? But it will come out. Um, but yeah, my thoughts, my thoughts go out to to the family for sure. Because um, obviously they've got to live through this forever more, but definitely while the trial and everything else is going on, but at least, at least they know someone's going to be, you know, justice is going to be served, you know, because uh, he's admitted it. Um, uh, another serving um, police officer was also convicted of voyeurism, a voyeurism offence, and Detective Sergeant Benjamin McNeish of um, the East Area Command Unit. Um, committed the offence um, when him and two other officers were staying in a police accommodation in London in um, 2019, um, whilst like basically attending a course. Um, so, so basically, what he was doing when the female officer was in the shower, he would put his phone up against the glass panel and kind video recorder through the through the through the panel, basically. Um, but he got caught doing it by one of the by one of the women in the shower. She's come out, confronted him, and reported him. So off the back of that, he was convicted on June the tenth. Um, the charge of absorb, observing a person doing a private act, um, and yeah, that's in contrary to the Sexual Offence Act two thousand and three. So he was released on bail. And he'll be going back for sentencing on July the fifteenth at Southwark Crown Court. Um, be interesting to to hear what kind of sentence he gets off of the back of that. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you can't be doing that. It's a very, 
very creepy thing. I mean, you can only imagine how many times he'd done something like that and got away with it. But, um, yeah, very creepy. Um, so, um, in regards to the hero, Jimmy Olabunmi Adiwoli, um, calls are, you know, growing more and more, you know, to get, get some medal or some, some kind of honour to remember him, you know, remember his legacy for saving a woman's life um, and being part of saving a woman's life because obviously there were three, three young men that jumped in to help her, but he was the only one that died um, through that time. Um, so they are now exploring, honouring him at a London landmark known as the Postman's Park. Postman's Park. So basically it's a memorial to heroic self-sacrifice. It basically recognises um, people who died saving others' lives, which sounds perfect, you know. Um, and I think they should they should also look at the other the other awards and the other medals and and things like that for him as well. But definitely that um, the Postman's Park definitely sounds like um, an ideal space also. Um, but to be fair, I hadn't heard of the Postman's Park prior to this whole situation. So. Like I said, however they can mark and respect and keep his name alive, and um, it should be done, definitely, definitely. So I mean, just watching he, his parents um, talk about his the loss of their son and stuff like that, it's always, you know, they they really wear their heart on their sleeves when they when they're talking about their son, understandably. Um, but yeah, it's it's still still really touching, knowing that whole situation. Okay, so um, Sony Music. Sony Music has now written off um, decades of old debts. So for their artists and stuff. So you know, obviously, when you're when you're an artist, you you get an advance and things like that, and you know that's used to like deal with uh, recording, uh, video shoots, studio time, distribution. Um, just other expenses in regards to the to, to the music, but what they've decided anybody who was who had signed the label before twenty before two thousand, and they'll write off the debt. So there'll be a lot of happy creatives out there that are freed, um, freed of that debt. Um, so and yeah. The ones that, you know, a month after or a year, 2001, they, they, they're going to be a bit gutted. But, hey, it's, it's, it's a start. And, you know, so, so, yeah, I mean, this is something that has historically affected um, black artists a lot. They've been, black artists have been particularly been affected um, by these, these big advances and, and, and being in debt and not being able to pay them back and stuff like that. So... It's going to make a massive difference for for a lot of artists. I can think of some, you know, like um, TLC. You know, they they had to go bankrupt um, off of a situation like this. So, and I think they they may even come into the category. They may be their debts may be written off. Um, but yeah, this but this all came about from you know campaigns and protests. There was a hashtag broken record hashtag um, hashtag fixed streaming campaigns. Um, but through all of these campaigns, they caused the record companies to to kind of act and, and, and change things. So, 
yeah, for those who, who don't believe in campaigning and, and being persistent, um, there's living proof. You know, you, you can make some change. You definitely can make some change if you're persistent and you, you have a valid point, you know, and there's, there's enough of you um, willing to put the energy behind it to make it happen. So, yeah, that is a definitely good news for those involved. So, um, we are, it is, what we are now, it's the 13th, this, this year is flying, and this month is flying, 13th, um, by the time you, I'm recording it the 13th, but by, t- by the time you hear it, it will be the 14th, no, what am I saying, no, it's the 13th, you'll be hearing it on the 13th, um, but on the 24th, we'll be having another one of those beautiful full moons, which always brighten up my garden like like it's daylight. If it's a clear night and there's a full moon, it looks like there's a light on in the garden, which I which I do like. I do I do appreciate that. Um, but before that, we've got the twenty first of June, which is the summer solstice. So that'll be the longest day and night um, of the year, which also coincides with the whole supposed undoing of the lockdowns and stuff like that which we've already spoken about so yeah significant day coming up but over this past week we've had the um the eclipse what they call it the ring of fire which was which you couldn't really see from london but i saw the 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 pictures across the world and that that always looks fantastic amazing so it's not the full solar eclipse where the moon totally um covers the sun this is the one where it's just a little bit smaller than the sun, so it looks like a, a ring of fire, hence the name Ring of Fire. Um, but yeah, nature's doing this thing. Nature's doing this thing. It's, it's our own special light show. So, the weekly crypto roundup. It's what's been happening this week? So, El Salvador um, plans to make cryptocurrency legal tender. That's going to be a game changer. That they'll be the first country to have done that. So that would definitely be a game changer. Um, so everybody who's, I mean, I don't know too much about El Salvador, but um, but yeah, all of your Doge, Doge coins, your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, you'll be able to go there and and spend it um, as legal tender potentially. So that's that is definitely interesting, um, and and. If it's, uh, I think they're basically just waiting for it to be um, backed by Congress and yeah, but they'll be the first, they'll be the first, that'd be interesting. Um, But on the other hand, you've got places like um, the Netherlands, the director of um, Central Planning Bureau of Netherlands is urging the Dutch government to ban um, the trading, the mining, the possession of cryptocurrency. So they're really trying to shut it down in um, in, in, in the Netherlands well this director is anyway so we'll have to watch that and see how that pans out um, Elon Musk um, you know Elon Musk would, 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 he's, he always features every week I think I think, yeah he's always involved somewhere some shape or form but um, the mining council the Bitcoin mining council um, they've confirmed that Elon Musk won't be a part of it I think he kind of alluded that he was going to be part of it, or he started talking about it, so people thought he'd be part of it, but he, they've confirmed that he will not be a part of it. So, 
So, but you know, this the the, the mining council is still going to be happening. So we'll have we'll have to watch that. Um, China has has stepped up their their banning of the 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 cryptocurrency is by um, blocking. Uh, search results of of various exchanges, one of the biggest ones being Binance. So you can't search for Binance um, online in China anymore, um, and and many others. So that's that is um, definitely China <laughs> making its mark. You know they really are trying to um, scupper the cryptocurrency situation. However, rumor is that they're actually um, about to bring out their own coin. So this, you know, this this all plays into it. They, they, you know, they're obviously planning ahead to do something, but you know, who knows what that is and how it's going to go. But they're definitely talking about having their own cryptocurrency, um, a national cryptocurrency at like that. Um, Trump um, ain't heard too much about the, the Donald in a while, but the Trump. Um, he basically has gone on, I think it was Fox, um, talking about he believes cryptocurrency is a scam um, and he doesn't like it because it's a currency competing with the dollar. So on the back of that, he just don't like it and it's a scam. So, yeah, that's what the Donald says. But, yeah, like I said, I'm not a um, a financial advisor or, you know, um, and I'm not giving any financial advice either, you know. It's just a, a roundup of what's going on this week in the crypto world. And like, I, like I've said, like I, was, I, I always say, you know, us getting upskilled with our finan- financial IQ is only an asset to us and everybody around us, you know. Learning more about the stock markets, dividends, trading, all of these things are invaluable to us especially the times we're living in so yeah i advise people to speak to professionals get your reading on you know study these things um, and, and make them work for you so in regards to tech sticking to the tech side of things um niger we spoke about nigeria um last week um suspending um well not suspending pretty much banning twitter um twitter use um, but they've obviously they've, they've gone further now just to ensure that people are not using it um, and saying that Nigeria will be prosecuting anyone found to breach the country's ban on Twitter. So they're, they're not just banned it, they're, like, they're talking about upholding it, you know. So there's no, no Twitter in, in Nigeria and, and if you do, um, expect to be arrested. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what the punishment will be, but I, w- I wouldn't want to test it out. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest people test that out for sure. So yes, um, and also this month we've got yeah we've got Father's Day coming up as well. How could I forget that? The twentieth, Father's Day. Yeah. So that's in oh that's next week. That's next week. Yeah. So hopefully you know you're listening to this. You're you're thinking about your father you know, um, and what you can do for your father to, you know, to say, just to say thank you, just to say thank you, so yes, and I know there's loads of mothers out there that have played mother and father as well, so, you know, thank them too, but if there is a father about, you know, make sure, make sure the fathers are um, held up high, 
for sure. Um, and also, you know, the weather's out. Everything's get, it's getting warmer and warmer. You know, um, hay fever's giving peop- a lot of people problems. That hopefully that'll pass soon. But look, the weather's nice out there. Let's get out there. Let's enjoy it. Let's swim. Let's run. Let's ride. Let's go in the gym. Let's do yoga. Let's do it all. You know, um, who knows what tomorrow's going to bring? You know, God forbid we're in another lockdown in the next couple of months. So don't procrastinate. You know, if, if you can do it today, do it today. Don't leave it till tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me in the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.